0: Everybody, and welcome to this seventh episode of the MHNR conference. I can't believe we're already on number seven, um, and it's a really, another really exciting night. We're going to be talking about uh, mental health education, and we have an absolutely stellar panel lined up for you. Um, I think it's going to be quite an exciting one. So don't forget, you've got the option to watch the videos and then obviously to see this um, conversation that we're going to have. You're also able to join in tonight as well. So I'll just hand you over to Vanessa and she can explain how you can participate.
1: Thank you, Nikki. Hi, everyone. I'm Vanessa Garrity. Um I'm going to be on social media tonight, so just to let you know, same as every night if you've been following us, but if you're new to watching, um, you can either join in on Facebook. You just need to like the United HNA Facebook page and you should automatically see the live feed on your Facebook page. Um, we've got a comments box, so we'd love to hear all your questions and comments about tonight. We really enjoy having a conversation with you all and um, if you're not keen on facebook if you go over to twitter and follow mhnr 2020 hashtag you should see the conversation there and you can also tweet us your questions and comments and um, i'll have my head down a lot of the time and i'll be keeping an eye on comments and questions and feeding them into the panel so do ask questions and do follow us and um and comment and we're happy yeah. for critical comment as well in fact we love a bit of critical comment don't we so <laughs> within, <you> know, reason. <laughs> within reason yeah, absolutely so um yeah so do join in and i'll hand you over to ben over thank to you, you so ben. much
0: yeah
2: thank you nikki thank you vanessa should we should we do a round of instructions and say hmm. who everybody is i'm i'm ben handigan i work at cardiff university i'm a mental health nursing academic. i'm a member of the mhnr conference organizing committee I'm chair of an organization called mental health nurse academics uk at least till the end of the year and uh, this is going to be a really really good discussion i've really enjoyed the videos that i've seen Kirsty, tell us about yourself
3: Hi, everybody. So I'm Kirsty Beer, um, and I am a um, mental health nurse lecturer in um, Nottingham Trent University. I am um, here to talk primarily tonight about some stuff that we're doing in our newly formed department around involvement and uh, collaboration with um, our community uh, to improve the quality of education for mental health nurses. Yeah, fantastic.
2: You. I, I, I think you'll trying to change the whole culture of your university. Oh, I
3: am. I am. I hope the VC is listening.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if not, you can point the video in his direction. after. Yeah. yeah. So, it'd be great to hear you talk more about that, for sure. Thank
4: and
3: you. then,
2: Anessa, tell us about where you work and what you've been <clears> up to.
4: Hi, I'm Anessa Robert, and I'm a lecturer in mental health nursing at Northumbria University. And I'm here with my colleague, who will, Michelle, who will introduce herself in a minute, um, to talk about our module, which was looking at um, discovery and recovery and kind of exploring that a little bit within third sector organisations and working in a co productive way with some of our mental health services. As?
2: Fantastic. Thank you. And Michelle?
5: I am Michelle Glascott. I work with Vanessa as a senior lecturer at the University of Umbria. I'm hoping, obviously, isn't watching, because um, <laughs> I think we're going to see some terrible things, and we probably will get the sack. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I know Vanessa's talking about a model about recovery-discovery, but it was actually about smashing the system. So <laughs> that's what, what we had yeah, about.
2: <laughs> Vanessa and Michelle, though, you've got, in your presentation that supports this discussion, you've got loads of great stuff going on. You've got You've got people with lived experience co producing your module. You've got poetry. You've got art. You've got loads of stuff going on.
1: So it'd be great. Yeah, it'd
2: be great to hear about all of that for sure. And Nikki, Nikki S, we've got two Nikkies tonight on our panel, haven't we? (laughs) Nikki. Uh Yeah, Yeah,
6: hi everyone, I'm Nikki Simbani. I'm uh, a lecturer in mental health nursing at Kiel University and I'm a professional lead there. And I'm also a PhD candidate. I'm not going to share my uh, PhD uh, study today, Mm -hmm. but I will share with you an assessment strategy which involved uh, student nurses. It's a group presentation, which looks at um, uh, community health promotion
2: yeah, so, there's, so the fact that you've got students who are assessing other students, that's really interesting. That might generate all sorts of questions and discussion tonight. Mm. The other thing I think, Nikki, that's really interesting that might come up in our conversation, people might ask questions about, is that you've got mental health nurses or mental health nursing students and students of other fields of nursing all working together on kind of population health, community health, health promotion. At work and I think that's really interesting too. Maybe isn't something that mental health nurses do all that mm. much of, so mm. we'll see where we go. Mm-hmm. Kirsty, wait, so you're at Nottingham Trent University, that's mm. so you maybe a university that used to educate nurses and then stopped for a little while and then has kind of yeah. started doing that again.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's always uh, um, been involved in um, health and social care, and we have a huge social sciences department. We've done um, health and social care and social work for a long time and um, public health provision as well um, and and uh, teaching. We have teaching as well, teaching and education. So we've had professional qualification or professional courses in Trent for quite a long time um, and, and a very long time ago, I believe um, there was a health focused nursing type courses um, at that point. Um, but uh, a couple of years ago, um, the new vice chancellor, who by coincidence is a social worker, um, came with the, a kind of very clear idea that we needed to kind of get back into that field, get back into the health field. And we started to work closely with local trusts to develop CPD type work and courses. Um, and at that point, this agenda that I'm talking that I'm kind of focusing on today or tonight is um, around collaboration. We integrated that into new courses that we developed so that people without qualifications, so there was entry criteria that meant that people with lived experience can be on the courses, can uh, access the courses and also be part of the teaching. But then we moved on to start doing undergraduate teaching as well, Um, and we're now a new department um, headed up by Anne Felton, who a lot of people watching I'm sure will know, Um, and uh, we are starting undergraduate nursing. We have been over the last year, um, and we've got the new lot starting in a week. Uh, so we're kind of yeah. looking forward to that, <laughs> but no, we are. We, we're really excited about it. It's a really exciting place to be because we're starting from the very beginning. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, good luck with your first group of students for sure. Isn't I hadn't it? realized. I hadn't realized actually that that it was that new. The end. Yes. Yes. First well, we've
3: had nursing associates. We've got. We had our first intake of nursing associates, and paramedicine started. Um, a couple of months ago, um, so we, you know, we've been doing others, and we've been doing CPD stuff for a couple of years. So the, but it's just this, the the BSc and the apprenticeships that are starting in uh, in a week or so. So,
2: I had a really strong sense when I was looking at your viewing your presentation, Kirsty, that um, you are very keen. New department, new group of students, new new program. Mm. Uh, that collaboration, and involvement, and working together. Is not gonna be some kind of optional extra. Nice no. to it if you can,
0: mm-hmm. but you're
2: you're you're kind of really serious about cultural change by the by I the am.
0: Yeah,
3: and I wanted to emphasize that because I really don't want to make people think that I'm saying, well, nobody ever does collaboration, because I know that people do. And, you know, people do a lot and all the time. But what what we're aiming for in our department is that it isn't just a choice. It's not just whenever we want, whenever we feel that we can or whenever we're facilitated to, but that the organization takes responsibility in making that happen. Uh, and making sure that people um, with lived experience or service users are involved at a strategic level in developing policy and strategy and ways of working, Uh, not just in our department, but in the wider university system.
2: Yeah, I think Michelle has a question for you.
3: No, (laughs) no. Sorry, because um
5: I, I'm sorry, I haven't seen your presentation yet. But I'm I'm sort, of, I'm sort of lead involvement in our organization and um and I know how difficult it is, especially because especially um financially wise. And I'm just yeah. wondering what your yes, spirit is, because for instance, I mean, we have involvement at every step from curriculum design mm-hmm. to recruitment, every every mm-hmm. student's eyeball with somebody who's lived experience, and we've got them delivering sessions, we've got them assessing students,
3: mm-hmm. and
5: we've got them evaluating. But I tell you what. The head of department very nervous about that because it just smashes the budget all the time.
6: Mm. Whereas,
5: I well, was just going to see that, Michelle. And I'm just wondering how you could, and we, nursing, even though it's a um, professional regulation, you know, it's what professional body says mm. we have to have involvement, mm. where does the budget come from? And, you know, especially in the current situation and how tight higher
3: education institutions are because they're nervous, how do you afford it? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? And, and you kind of need to have that top-down approval in order to get it going, don't you, and to make it work. But what, what we're trying to do is say, actually, it, it shouldn't be up to our um, department heads. It should be the culture of how we work. It should be a necessity. Part of our contracts, almost like that this is what we do. Part of our policies that service users are involved on the executive boards, they're involved in the senior executive team meetings they're not just kind of added into our teaching level but um also on the head of department thing it helps a lot when you've got a head of department like ann felton whose value-based um research and a uh, um, experience is lends itself beautifully to this and she is 100 backs this so um part of our um, thing was to we we wrote a strategy and we had that we got that validated and approved by the um, a school executive, so that we could employ people as people experts by experience to be part of a strategic group, but also to be an operational people in the team if you like and, and have the same rights and the same equal rights to contribute to that um, development any course development or any department development as any member of the team so and she's also put away uh, and has very um, a strategically ring-fenced finances for it for us to be able to do it as well to kind of develop that so it really does need somebody to do it, who is committed to it just now. If, but if you have it as part of your culture, as part of what you do as a university, then we shouldn't have to go through that loophole. We shouldn't have to rely on having an Anne Felton as our head of department.
2: Yeah.
4: I think it, it seems like, Michelle, it's, it's sessional, isn't it? We get people and we integrate them. But what I'm hearing from Kirsty is that these you know, people are, are are there as permanent members of staff and paid. Mm, that's, that's what we're doing.
3: Yeah, that's, We're not there yet. Unfortunately,
4: but we are getting there. Yeah, that's, yeah. What that's
2: what we're going towards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Full integration. Next step, Michelle. Mm-hmm, yeah. tell, <laughs> tell us about that's what you've been tell us about what you've been doing in Northumbria, Anessa and Michelle, because you you've got a you've got a great presentation where um and, and you could you know you're really, really upfront and very honest about being quite worried about how your external examiner might think about your 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 module, you know, mm-hmm. so that they liked what you were doing and you worked with them to develop the module and um and you've got great evaluations from the students too didn't you and then you've got all these wonderful kind of pre- slides where you talk about where you show the artwork that students were involved in and i mean that's just so creative tell us what you did It was. Why were, you wor- why were you worried about it
5: because <laughs> it's to be honest the module is utterly crackers and it's um it's completely <laughs> it's completely different from and and that the reason why we did it for was because we were worried about you know how manualized dictated structured generically focused nurse education had become and where was the human in, interactions the relationship that we know it's the it's the relationship that makes you know in, encourages growth and development it's not um six sessions of whatever and we were worried that the students especially in clinical practice there were being bombarded with Mm -hmm. diagnosis-led clinical approaches to human suffering and conditions. And um, we were worried sick about that. So we decided to do something about it. And I suppose we we sort of were very quiet about it to the rest of the university and didn't tell them and just thought, well, we'll we'll see what happens. And if we get wrong, we get wrong. But at least we've had one run of it um and um, and as i said the only thing was is because people are on twitter they started tweeting photos of things like going to the um, army studio and doing clay models and of course there was a couple of silly things that everybody did it's first thing i did um, and then when i had the drama um what drama where people have lived experience who run a drama who run a drama program and accredited drama program come in and we turned the students inside out, really, with them. Um, they had it put on an own production of what their understanding of what recovery was. And they did it. And then the next thing you know, we had them all doing spoken word. And it mm. really pushed them. And they were uncomfortable. And they were complaining, ah, oh, this isn't for me. I shouldn't have to do it. But every one of them, apart from one, we had one. And, of course, you focus on that. But um, every one of the students talked about how they felt like they'd really grown over the period of that module, how it was the best module that they did, that they were going to take it into practice, that it changed. It really changed. It was like a transformative experience for them. Um, I mean, we only have us in in nursing now. You only ever see people when they're very most ill. You don't actually, because it's, because care has been cut back so much. It's only when they're so acutely unwell. So you forget that these people are strong, powerful warriors who get up Get the kids sorted. Have that one mental health issues, Go to work, and but you only ever see them when they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So, or the, we tipped this right on the head and had people with lived experience coming and delivering the session. So, put that in your pipe and smoke it. You know, mm-hmm. these people aren't vulnerable. These people are warriors.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a passionate description of what you've done. And, yeah. <laughs> and Essa, anything you want to add to that?
4: I think it was just about trying to um, help the students to re-engage with, with creativity and their love and the passion for mental health nursing. It was they got bogged down, it was year three, you know like Michelle said it was very diagnostic orientated Um we were concerned that they, they were kind of losing sight of that they could be creative and they were quite scared about the fact that you know was it all right to work outside of them rooms or, or did they need permission to do so and it was like well nobody nobody tells you how to be mm. with that individual in that context in any given moment mm. so you think outside the box what is it that's going to allow you you know to engage with this person in a, in a particular way um it was quite it was quite interesting because people were saying well I'm not interested in poetry and I was like well it's not all about you is it <laughs> 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 I'm like, well it's not it's like if you if you dismiss poetry because you don't like it then you, you know you are potentially um you know you are you, not allowing the person to engage with something that might really work for them and they're like oh, i've never thought about it like that before so it was just really pushing you know yeah. I didn't yeah, you, you you have to be uncomfortable you really do have to be uncomfortable and and it was like that we emulated that and um with the assessment and we wanted it to be experiential so the assessment process um you know was a 20 minute um, presentation um, using a medium of their choice, be it poetry or you know um, anything, music, be it dance, whatever they fancied, as long as they could um, you know back that up with the literature um, to to demonstrate what their understanding of recovery and discovery was and how they were going to then um, take that into practice. Given that there might be resistance, mm. um, so we they were really uncomfortable with it. But a lot of the students were. Um, some were kind of super into, like, yes, finally, I can express myself. But um, others were like, oh, no way. But we were like, well, good. We want you to be uncomfortable, you know, given the fact that, you know, people come into, in, into care and we assess them and they're going to feel incredibly uncomfortable. So mm. were like, <laughs> we're trying to kind of, um, you know, really kind of push them in, in, in that sense. Of course, we were very supportive, but um, it was, it was, it was fun. That sounds awful. Seeing it was fun, kind of seeing them struggle a bit with that. Yeah. I think it's because you knew that you we were going to, um, you know, yeah, you, you confidence that they would get there and 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 find something at the end of the discomfort with it.
2: Mm. I want to come and do your module. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Thank you, Nikki. What about you? You because you've got, you've also got a, a module which is really distinct, and you've got two things that I that looked really. Quite unusual and different to me. One is that you've got students assessing students, so you've got a whole kind of peer assessment thing going on. And then also, it's all, the, the assessment, the module that you've talked about in your presentation, is all about um, population health, and it's about public health, and it's about health promotion. And uh, and I I, don't, I might be wrong, but I don't know that mental health nurses. I don't know that we've particularly done that as much as we could or should you know, in yes. our history, in our education, in our faculty. Mm-hmm.
6: Nikki, tell us what you've been up to. Yeah, uh, I agree with you, Ben, on that one. And as a mental health uh, lecturer myself taking that module, I kind of like um, had the feeling to say, I don't think we're doing uh, this very well. I don't think as, uh, as mental health nurses, we, we do concentrate on the whole population, on public health as such. We tend to concentrate on individuals. And uh, at the back of the future nurse education standards, our uh, health promotion uh, is uh, for everyone. And so uh, in planning this module, I included uh, a nurse, uh, student nurses from all four fields of nursing, child, LD, uh, mental health, and adult. And so I did put them together and um, say to them, yeah, like, like you've seen in my presentation, this is going to have two strands, to eat, peer assessment and assessment uh, from us as uh, lecturers. So you can imagine what happened there. It was, ooh, now <laughs> we, <can't, laughs> we can't have that. It's going to uh, bring my grade down. And not only from students, but from my colleagues as well. And my colleagues were like, no, 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 you are just, we, we can't go there. It's going to be very mm-hmm. difficult. But I was determined to say, let's say, if we're going to trust these students with patients uh, to make decisions out there, we might as well trust them while they're here in in, in education. Let's give them the platform. Let's empower them to assess each other. And uh, then uh, all this will be transferable in in practice. Mm. Yeah, so... uh, It's it's
2: It's interesting that your students thought that they might... Suffer in terms of their assessments, their marks, by having their work marked by their peers, not yeah. the act, not the other way around.
6: I mean, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but it was uh, very funny in the end um, uh, to say it was actually the opposite. Uh, in the end, they actually um enjoyed the module, uh, and they even said they didn't think I would say I enjoyed this. <laughs> and uh, what they did was uh, because I planned. Um, Practiced a time within the timetable, so it was all there. And in terms of uh, what they were being assessed on, uh, assessing each other on was very clear. So they had this form where they were look where, where they could say, and the groups were arranged or put together. In their first week of the module, so they knew who their groupmates were, mm. and they I uh, gave them time to get to know each other because they were from different fields. And like I say, when I say you'll be working together, oh how am I gonna know who's who? We don't know each other, <laughs> and all those things. It, it did bring a lot of anxiety, and not only to students but to myself as well. There were so many times where I questioned myself: Am I really sure about what I'm doing here? but yes like i said um I, I was very determined to 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 try it and yeah. so Given that uh, 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 that time within the timetable, so they could come together and decide like what public health issue they were uh, um, uh, focusing on, and it was uh, I allowed them to choose anywhere within the country, and some looked at alcohol in maybe student led uh, in student uh, populations, so like in in student towns, so they looked at alcohol, and I asked them to compare. With where with stock and trend, so that was very interesting. And as well, they looked at that nationally and uh, globally as well. So that was one one of the mm-hmm. things. So, like I mentioned in my presentation, one very interesting one was uh, a group that looked at uh, um, London, and they looked at carbon uh, emission in in London. And so it was very very interesting to them to say oh so this is how it's like in london and this is how mm-hmm. it's like in uh, in stock and trend so going through that and the fact that they were all mixed from different fields i found they were learning a lot from each other yes. and they mm-hmm. were saying they were asking each other questions like so in mental health how would you deal with this and the impact mm-hmm. and all those things so i found in the end it was a very a successful uh, a mm-hmm. module
2: yeah, sounds excellent. I want to do your module too. <laughs> yeah, Nikki and Vanessa, we got um, how are we doing on the questions and comments on social media?
1: Yeah, we've got um, a lot of um, a lot of positive comments um, rather than questions. Um, just saying how great the modules sound. People are asking um, whether you're likely to offer the modules as sort of CPD opportunities for people externally. Um, so a few questions, a few comments on that, which is great. Um, we've also got a comment asking, um, I guess about, you know, currently, um, we're going to be needing to continue to um, engage with people online, students. Um, what are your top tips for student engagement? And that's not directed at anyone in particular, that's to the panel generally. Um, do you want me to I don't think there are any other specific questions. I think apart from that, they're all just comments, really. Um, there's also another comment to say that um, I've always believed in relationships, not diagnosis. So supporting what people are saying, um, and yeah, the ones about CPD and um, and just general positivity about the modules and things we're talking about tonight, which is great. I think there's a lot of people trying to get on your
0: courses now, which is nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Something I would I'd like the panel to think about, and maybe maybe have a discussion on, is we've obviously just had new education standards, and we're pretty much as a as a, a group of, of colleagues rolling them out in different forms. And there's been what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Some controversy um, about them, maybe being a lot more generic than they have been in the past, and how how mental health um, professionals and people uh, who want t- to really look at supporting students to become the best best nurses they can be in terms of mental health what what your thoughts are on that and how you're responding to the new expectations anyone can have a go at that i absolutely
5: hate them they turn me stomach i can't stand the new nursing standards and and where it leaves mental health nurse and this whole parody of esteem nonsense it's it's just completely paradoxical to what the new nursing standards are you know can you say um, what you mean michelle yeah. <laughs> the annexes, you know, Annexes get mental health gets a tiny little mention in the Annexes and communication. Where's the rest mm. of it? I've got we've got mental health nurses having to do chest auscultations. I mean, I can't even say the word, right? But how how often are they going to be doing all of this stuff in in practice, but and also what it's done because it's taken because it's so massive the amount of generic standards. The mm. art, the beauty, of the relationship, the nuances of looking at what power is, and and othering and stuff like that, that's all being squished yeah. right out. Mm-hmm. So the the happiness of mental health nursing and the and the and the, and the beauty of it, the art of it, is all gone in favour of bloody being a puncture, Sorry, I've sworn, but it's I'm, I'm I'm absolutely terrified, and I'm and, yeah. are. Is it,
6: Does
2: it make it more yeah. difficult, Michelle and anessa too, to offer modules like the one that? you have developed and you've talked about in your presentation
4: it's gone ben Gone oh, now.
5: it's gone it's gone, Has it gone? it's it gone new, it really... new nursing standards there's no space for it and it's a shame because it was the most well-regarded uh. of all the modules you know and and we covered we covered the very essential part of you know if you pick up you know the power of psychiatry um, or you know some of the traditional like barker books on mental health nursing that's what our module was and there isn't space for it anymore we've, we've had yeah. to space it out you know, across mm. about blended learning before and um, online learning again. How do you how do you talk about the nuances of trauma and childhood sexual abuse mm. whilst you've got blank screens looking at you? It's just, you know, I can't check out whether somebody's been impacted by that or what they what yeah. they, what they understand of no. it. It's um, I'm really concerned. So much so that I'm going back to practice
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: before Christmas. Yeah. Um.
6: Mm-hmm. I would say um, I'm a, I'm lucky in a way because I was part of the planning of the curriculum uh, with the future uh, education standards. So what I tried to uh, push for uh, is to make sure that we don't we we don't lose our fieldness. We don't lose uh, being a mental health uh, a nurses. Uh, in this whole um new uh, structure of the uh, future uh, futureness so in whatever we uh, in in whatever module that we've done we've uh, uh, made sure that we do have a filled focus uh, in each and every module so that, uh, say, if it's mm-hmm. communication or suicide, because now everyone needs to learn more about suicide. But then uh, for uh, mental health nurses, there is more that they need, like you're saying, so that we don't lose uh, all those important things. So I, I think maybe it's trying to draw that fieldness and making sure that we don't get lost in all these uh, uh, generic uh, structure which comes with the future nurse.
1: And
2: maybe it's really important having a strong mental health nurse like you, Nikki, who's kind of arguing for that in in a mm, department. For example, mm,
4: mm, mm. I think it's really important to to make sure things aren't just given lip service. And I, and I'm I'm finding that massively. And I, I am going to have to pick up on the suicide thing here. Mm. <laughs> mm. It's a passion of mine, and mm. it took a long time and a lot of fighting to in in you know I see fighting and you know, the term, but in a passionate way to. To ensure that suicide and self harm was put on on the nursing, um on, on the NMC standards because before it wasn't, the argument being how can you how can um, how can it be it's just mental health nurses that need to know about suicide and self harm it has to be all nurses, but I'm finding that the the, the reception of that is um, it, it changes dramatically depending on who you talk to, um, obviously mental health. Um, colleagues or, or accept that that has to stay and we do a lot of like you say in-depth work perhaps scaffolding it through the three years um it, it, it doesn't always land well with other colleagues um and i think that that comes down to the subject in fear um you know it wasn't usually our bag it's it's, it's a you know it's impressing upon them something um something new you know it's it's challenging perhaps the way that that what they think about their field of nursing or whatever so there's it's not and I appreciate it's not as simple as saying you know we, we must look at this it's it's much wider than that and broader than that And um, mm-hmm. worry that it's oh yeah well, it's a tick box exercise and you know we'll do the minimum which might be the, the, the zero suicide um 15 minute training and that's it but that doesn't tell you or, or um, support you to learn how to have conversations about success, yeah. which is key. So it, you start teasing it apart, it becomes incredibly complex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder
3: if um, part of the answer to this sort of generic approach to undergraduate training is that we specialise people in um, post-registration situations. And I, you know, I think I, I kind of trained when I was employed by the NHS and I did half of my training was in an um, adult care if you like so there was a sort of a balance between it and I think that's missing from what we do now but I do agree that the standards have gone too far now it's it's kind of taken stripped away that individual identity of particular professions but I wonder if it's something that we can kind of tackle um, through type, because for example Somebody could work in with, working with people with dementia um, from any field, couldn't they? So surely it's not necessarily about them having that, um, being a mental health nurse or being an um, a, um, adult nurse or children's nurse, whatever it is. The, their speciality is working with people with dementia and they're using, they train to use those skills
4: to Wait, do, do we, that. In- Interestingly enough, this whole parity of esteem, um, is, it seems to be juxtaposed by, by what we're saying in relation to the... Mm-hmm. Um, I did a bit of work for Health Education England last year, and there's a report out there somewhere around this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and basically, looking at the evidence, it come, we come back to this idea about um, you know starting as one. And I think that comes back to what you're saying, Kirsty. We all start as one, and this goes back to the mm-hmm. kind, of, um, kind of education and training quite some time ago. Um, start as one so we don't automatically go into fields and have mm. a tribe mentality and identity and start mm. selling ourselves off. Mm. But we, we look at the individual as a whole and, and all of us as one, and then maybe gradually work towards what you I think you're talking about about um, specializing. Um, yeah. And then and then obviously, but we need to that needs to be emulated in practice because mm. the hospital and the, the caregiving and treatment um. You know, component of it. Again, it puts mm. it back in silos. So it needs to be a whole program. Mm. It needs to be a whole systems process in order it does it. absolutely.
3: And we were talking about that before we went on air, weren't we? About this kind of issue of um, organisational. Um, trying to kind of demedicalise mental health nursing because but we try and do that in the in the teaching but then they go out into a medically driven organisation the NHS how do we overcome that if that's how we train them if that's the standards and the regulations that they have to abide by how do we get away from that I don't know that
0: we can really can we that is a good question. Well, are into it though aren't there? so what yeah. we've done is we've snuck in the back door by, by insisting that everybody, ha- all students, have mental health awareness training for their own well being. Mm. And that's a really good way, I think, of opening yeah. up those doors that a lot yeah. of professions just shut down, particularly yeah. the, some of the other fields. Because we had this problem before when it's all parity of esteem. And people say, you know, so you want to take, to take my lot for a day to give them venipuncture. And then you want me to teach your students mental health, mental health, in in an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. So I think yeah. there's something around the fact that now we're actually able to talk about, you know, we have we have high suicide rates for, for nurses. We have, you know, suicide clusters for students sometimes. We are talking much more about public uh, well being when we're talking about things like the loneliness agenda. We're talking about, you know, how, how COVID is, has impacted people with anxiety and depression. And, and, and for us, for once, yeah. I think we need to demand the seat at the table on those discussions. Because a lot of people are talking <clears throat> in quite uninformed ways about how to to be as well as you can under the circumstances. Mm. And, and I think where mental health nurses really come in is by being really clear about structural inequality. Mm-hmm. There's a lot yeah, to be I'm
5: just going to say, Nikki, I, I completely echo that. And I think, you know, the bottom line, even if you take the, the easy figures of four in every 10, you know, one, one in every four people have mental I mean, that's, it's normal. It's, it, society has a mental health need. And as, well, as long as society is unjust, in poverty and trauma are endemic, then we're going to have mental health need. And this whole idea that, you know, COVID's caused a mental illness epidemic, well alone in nonsense, it's a normal reaction to be a bit scared, isn't it? To be terrified and you don't want to kill your nana. Or mm. you'd be terrified of going out and then suddenly, you know, the fact that you can't touch your door handles. It's perfectly normal to be scared at this moment. And
0: and like, when you lose your job to be yeah. depressed mm.
6: and
0: Sorry, poor and hmm. hungry.
6: yeah,
0: And have Sorry. your physical health impacted?
6: Mm-hmm. So it goes back to the point that we can't, uh, as mental health nurses, we can't divorce ourselves from the public health issues. Uh, COVID mm-hmm. is a typical example. We can't divorce ourselves from that because uh, it does have direct impact on. Um, we've had uh, anxiety, depression. People are losing their jobs, and uh, it's got an impact on existing mental health uh, problems. So, really, I think it's important that we, uh, as mental health nurses, work um, on public health issues and make it our pro- priority. I do understand uh, the issue of um, having uh, different fields but then I think also it's uh it's an opportunity for that collaboration and not a tick box and making sure that because uh, if students are to choose a public health issue it's a public health issue if they were to choose, COVID, it doesn't matter whether they are from adult nursing or um, child nursing from whichever field. So really, it is uh, important. As much as the standards are very generic, maybe it's up to us as well as educators to make sure that we are working with them in a very mm-hmm. uh, uh, informative uh, and structured mm-hmm. and a sensible way. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And um, before we come to Vanessa, we've had a few more questions in. I wonder if we could just um, just think about that. One of the things that links all your fantastic work together is co-production. So you all have elements of co-production in your work. I wondered if you could just say a little bit more about why that, what it is, so that people understand. Just a nice, just, just um, description of what it is, what it is you're doing, and why it's important. And then we'll come over to Vanessa for some questions, because we're heading towards the end. It's gone really fast. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't mind starting um
0: because co-production
5: is everything that we do it's um and that's been difficult because you know it's not i think coming from a clinical background i'm so used to it and then coming in an hei it isn't it isn't as widespread as what i thought it would be you know but what what we have done is we've, we've we've managed to change hearts and minds by having brilliant involvement and people being astounded by it and loving it and wanting more of it so for our module we um right from the beginning when we had the idea we we're going to do something different we immediately invited where well, um we call them educators by experience rather than experts by experience mm-hmm. the reason being is that um, people didn't want to be called an expert <laughs> i don't want to be called an expert in anything you know and um, so people so they changed it so the folk themselves said can we be called mm-hmm. educators by experience but um so they were involved from the they started we well, we got in a room together with with, with people with lived experience, but also people from the third sector, because they're just brilliant on it. They think just mm. really differently. It's almost like what I'd like to be a mental health nurse and be focused on is relationships. But, um, so we sat mm. in a room and just threw ideas together. And um, that's why we were worried, weren't we? Because when somebody came up with, through a medium of your choice, um, talk mm. about what recovery is, I thought, oh, we've gone well off here um but it worked okay so everybody was in such set, side at the table we created every one of the sessions together and we delivered them together and then when it come to the assessment we actually had one academic and one person with lived experience who had been involved in the module doing the assessment together and then they also involved in the evaluation so there wasn't any bits that they weren't involved in and i blew
0: up budget <laughs> I'm not shocked to hear that, Michelle, I have to say. <laughs> nothing about that that shocks or surprises me. I wonder if if um, any of you guys could just, just explain to, to anyone who's listening that doesn't know what co-production is. What uh, mean. So
3: I think it, it, it's a bit of a, um, a difficult term, isn't it? Because I think people have different interpretations of it. Um, but my understanding of it was very sharply put right when I spoke to people who... Um, who were people from service user advocacy groups like and we have a very strong service user advocacy group in, in mental health don't we so there's there's always people that we can talk to about these things and and the people that i've talked to define it as not just um them being involved on a day-to-day basis and us getting them involved as, as much as we can on an operational level, but that they need to be part of the organisation and that's what's led to my work and our work within our department. It's about saying um, that it's co-production isn't actually possible unless somebody of that uh, from that background is in a senior influential position. And then that brings up the problem of Is that ever going to happen when we're talking about a business? Because, of course, we're universities are businesses, aren't they? They're they're Mm -hmm. there to kind of um, function as a a profitable profitable business. So, is that ever going to happen? Are we ever going to get that stage where people actually are part of the the infrastructure of the organisation to achieve pure Mm co-production? I think
6: that... Yes, I really. I think co-production, from my perspective, is uh, working with the students to come up with the, this uh, overall mark. So it's um, giving them an opportunity to be part of an assessment, which is very nerving and uh, which we, uh, of which we don't trust our students maybe at times to say, will they come up? Will they all give each other ten out of ten? But no, they didn't. Uh, they actually sat down, and I gave them an opportunity one afternoon to say. Um, you sit there and when they are evaluating you or assessing you, you should be part of the the conversation. And if they give you five out of 10, you should be able to defend yourself and say, I can't have five because this Mm -hmm. is what I've done. So, to me, that was very important and they did that. And I was expecting, after that afternoon, I was expecting loads and loads of students or emails coming through to say, I haven't been uh, um, marked fairly, but there was none. So to me, mm-hmm. that really worked. So that's uh, uh, a very good way of co-production for me, because mm-hmm. uh, we had our own part, which was up to 90% of the total mark, and the students uh, contributed mm-hmm. or marked each other on the 10%. Mm-hmm.
0: Brilliant. I wonder if we could, uh, Vanessa, now for a lot sort of last batch of questions.
1: I think your microphones off. I did this last night, didn't I? So I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to cover up the background noise upstairs, but mm-hmm. then I forget to switch it back on. So <laughs> none of mine. Uh, they're not really questions as such. They're more comments, but I think that's quite positive because there's a lot of of sort of validation and agreement with everything that's being said tonight so lots of people still talking about your module um, lots of people um calling you inspirational in terms of what you're doing and how the work you've been doing needs to be rolled out in other areas as well and that's really coming across and um, there's a comment about um suicide prevention which is saying um, that interesting that physical ill health is known to be a risk factor but it's not usually covered generically. So I think that's quite a striking comment. And then other than that, yeah, it's mainly just um, positive comments, really, about what you've all been talking about. Yeah. Brilliant.
2: I so.
6: think
2: as we are almost at quarter to mm. eight, should we maybe invite everybody just to offer some concluding thoughts, some closing words? Yeah. yeah. Kirsty, what about you? What was your closing
4: thoughts be? Um, well,
3: it's just great to be able to talk with people of like-mindedness, isn't it? And be able to kind of accept that, or, or kind of be reassured, if you like, that there's people out there who are thinking in the same sort of way, especially in this COVID world of us all sitting in a little room looking at a screen. It's quite nice to be able to talk and hear pe- that people out there are listening and think that what we're saying is a semblance of sense to it. Um, So, yeah, yay for um, collaboration, that's what I say.
2: Yeah. Mm. (laughs) And good luck to you with your ideas for, you know, big cultural change in your university. Thank
4: you. Mm.
2: Vanessa, how about you?
4: I'm thinking just in the vein of co-production and and following on what was said before, you know, people who have difficulty and problems with living breathe life into into the courses and the module um you know we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if it wasn't unfortunately for people having problems of living um and they keep it real they keep it so real. i say keep it real i'm going to end on that one (laughs) (laughs) michelle um i
5: suppose because we have what last four but um do you know just the other thing about co-production right and working with people with experiences um, it actually allowed the students to acknowledge and talk openly about their own challenges mm. you know bottom line is that probably about 60 to 80 percent of our students have their own lived experience of mental health issues mm. and it's this whole idea that there's a them in us there's this binary you're either sane or insane and it's an absolute load and nonsense isn't it and i think what i like about co-production is it allows we all
6: to be us
2: together. Thank you. Nikki.
6: Yeah, I'd say I uh, it's been great to uh hear from all you guys. Your presentations were amazing. But what I want uh, to leave uh today is that uh, it's important for us as uh, mental health nurses to uh look at uh, health promotion uh because it it is uh also our uh um, problem uh, with COVID. So I'm expecting that uh, mm. this year some students will pick COVID and we'll see how that goes. And also uh, for us as educators to trust our students and empower them, mm. uh, they can mm. actually um, take part in uh, assessments. Yeah. Excellent.
2: Yeah.
0: And Nikki, L. <laughs> absolutely and just in, in terms of co-production just giving some name checks the people who joined in tonight and asked questions and and were so generous with their comments and i think you guys when you look at what people are saying about you mm. for the first time anyone looking on twitter is going to be pleased <laughs> to see what people are saying about them <laughs> so nicolo thank you and um, nikki Haley, julie longson uh, Glebostov, Helen, Helen Keo, and um, all those people that have just um, raised questions. Apologies if I missed anybody out, um, and and joined in tonight because that's that's what we're trying to do, isn't it? Create this kind of community of learning. So absolutely, check out people's videos, see the work that people are doing, be inspired by it. You know, and I think that's what's what's really coming across tonight. People feel really positive, and that's lovely. Thank you very much. What a panel! <laughs> what a panel. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Vanessa, have you got any closing thoughts before we all? Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, Yeah, just uh, what's already been said, really. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm really passionate about the arts myself. I'm doing an English degree at the moment. Um, I set up social library, which is about bringing together the mental health community and the arts community. Um, It's it's got quite good engagement on Facebook. And um, I would say that for me, it's about the interdisciplinary learning, because sometimes mental health nursing can be quite institutional and where I learn is when I'm talking to a drama teacher or an artist or a poet and I think that sometimes if we can't change the system from within we can change it from the outside in and that's you know what I'm all about really and it's just really great because you know you're totally on the same page as me with everything that I've heard tonight and it's just great to hear that and as Nikki has said you know the fact that people are engaging in this conversation so positive to me says that there's a lot of appetite for this out there as well, whether or not it's working mm. within the system or not. So just got to keep going with it, really, in any way we can, I think. So thank you. I've learnt loads as always, and it's been great. And it's just gone too quick. I could have talked for a lot <laughs> longer talked a lot longer, really. Mm. So yeah, I, thank you, I, everybody.
2: I agree with that. It has gone too quickly, isn't it? I've learnt loads. i I love all the creativity that's been talked
1: about. Yeah, me too
2: brilliant this evening yeah it's really 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 good and i'm reminded i don't need reminding it but how intensely interpersonal mental health nursing is And uh, i think that all the mm-hmm. kind of discussion and the presentation that support the discussion are really really clear and obvious reminders of that so thanks for that really good loved it absolutely. loved it excellent
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely so it just remains for us to say good night then so good night everybody good night. Care.
2: Good
3: night. thank Sorry. you Bye. Bye.